Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Jeremy Scott Fitness Podcast, a radio show coming to you on this Saturday afternoon. Um, before I jump into uh, today's episode and topic, I want to read something that uh, my man Charles Staley shared on his Instagram as he's uh, getting close to turning 60 years old, I believe even today maybe. So happy birthday to you, Chuck. Uh, hopefully you're still crushing it. Um, he's an older fitness guy. He's been around for a long time. Uh, you know, written a lot, a lot of content, contributed to a lot of the educational resources we have as coaches. And uh, I may not agree with uh, everything he says or shares, but uh, this one is is pretty legit. And I'm gonna I'm gonna read through it here, even though it, it has nothing to do with today's uh, topic. But I'll talk about the gratitude and perspective stuff, you guys, until the day that I'm dead, um, because I believe in it that much. It's that important to me, and without it. Um, people are lost. They're, you know, their North Star, the way they're going through life is, is completely jacked. It, it's, they're misguided. They're spending too much time, effort, and energy on shit that doesn't matter, that will not bring them happiness. And they're playing a game that is unwinnable, and they're chasing stuff that they think is going to bring them some sort of meaning or legacy or whatever. And for most people, it's not. And let me read this really quick for you. And he posted, you know, kind of the things he's thankful for on his birthday. And uh, the, the last one he wrote was, and I quote, I feel fortunate to have made it to this age. My mother died at age 44, my brother in his mid-20s. If you make it to age 50, you have lived longer than 99.9% of all humans who have ever existed. I'll repeat that one more time. If you make it to age 50, you have lived longer than 99.9% of all humans who have ever existed. If you've made it to age 50 and never been seriously ill, homeless, or hungry, you have lived not only a longer life, but a more badass, better life than 99.9% of all people who have ever lived. Be grateful for what you have and the good fortune. I certainly am. Now, I paraphrase a little bit of that there because he didn't swear, and that's just how I roll. But that's the crazy thing. We all think that we deserve, not all of us, but a lot of people that I meet and talk to, they feel like they deserve more and they need more. And what I mean by that is a bigger, nicer house, better clothes, better trips to stay in better hotels, drive nicer cars, have the newest gadgets, the newest tricks, and the newest stuff. They want to live a under 0.1% life, but don't want to do the under 0.1% work. That's the thing that baffles me. It's like the people who come in here who want to be in amazing shape, you know, like completely ripped and shredded. Jeremy, I just want to do just what you do but you're not willing to do what I do in terms of eating, training, sleeping, and living my life this way. So how could you get the results? The point of me sharing that is we are often lost in thinking that we don't have enough or you know, we need more, and if we just had that, we'd be happy. And to read that statement and let it sink in, if you make it to age 50 now, and obviously you know, the life expectancy for us is, is a lot more you know, in 2019 than it was in 1919, but that's a gift that you were born in this era, in this time, and you weren't born in 1847. You know, like, I think about that every day. Like, if I was born, I watched, like, The Revenant with Leonardo DiCaprio, and I've, I've referenced this before. Like, I would make it, like, two days, um, and then just let a bear kill me because I'm like, fuck it, dude, I'm miserable. And the reason I say it is, like, all the modern technologies we have today that have allowed me to live a better life than my dad, you know, has lived, and a better life than my grandpa has lived, and, and so on and so on, not only the Internet, but things like, I don't know, I got my wisdom teeth taken out pretty amazing like in you know 1777 i don't know what they were doing with dentistry but i'm pretty sure it wasn't as seamless as the things that are happening today also like i had lasik done and like contacts glasses like i don't know in 1554 what you would have done like there's so many things like that like antibiotics like 
the normal luxuries of life that we often now are so spoiled and we're so soft and we take them for granted. I urge you guys not to do that and not to live a life where you're chasing things that are going to bring you little meaning when it's all said and done. And the other thing I'll reference here is um, my wife works for Corporate Marriott uh, Hotels and uh, Arnie Sorensen uh, put out a video yesterday. He is stage two uh, pancreatic cancer and you watch him talk on video and go through it. It's really impressive to be that strong because I don't know what I would do in the same situation. I would think I would like to be able to put out a message and then obviously break down and have my own you know, panic attack and my own feel bad for myself moment behind closed doors. But to hear a person, he just turned, I believe, 60 years old and has become the CEO of, you know, the biggest hotel company in in the world, it's uh, it, it blows your mind because it's like, it, I guess the point is it can touch all of us. Um, we are, we're, we're all of a terminal, you know, diagnosis, whether it's, you know, seven days from now or 70 years from now, um, we're, we're, none of us are getting out of this alive. So the takeaway is don't stress about things that really don't matter because, Nobody cares what you guys post on fucking Instagram. Nobody cares what kind of fucking car you drive. Nobody cares the square footage of your house. It, it really, it's it really, if it makes you happy, then do it. If it causes you more stress and agony and you're worried about comparison and if it's taking away from the happiness and the joy and the freedom of your life, then don't do it. If it makes you happy, makes you feel fulfilled, you have a sense of pride in it and you truly enjoy it, you and you alone and not because somebody else said it or thinks it or does it, then do it and live your life that way. Live your life doing the shit that makes you the happiest, understanding how lucky you are, how much stuff you truly have, and just be grateful for the smallest things. And the shit that comes, you just kind of roll with the punches. So again, that's my two cents. It has nothing to do with today's post, but again, these things, they matter to me, you guys, and that's why I talk about, obviously, fitness um, and finance and happiness and time and, and the things that I think can create an, an amazing life for you. And that's what, you know, this is what, that's what my, my business is. That's what my podcast says. That's what, even what we do here. It's just doing the things that bring you the most joy and happiness. Because if you're not happy, you're not having fun. What the fuck is this all about? Like, what are we even doing here? Like, why would I do all these things that I hate just to get stuff? It never made any sense to me, but I digress. Uh, today's podcast, you guys were talking seven ways to end constipation for good. Now, this is a guest post from my girl, Kim Mays. Now, if you guys don't know Kim, Kim co-authored our cookbook with us, uh, the Get Lean Gluten-Free Cookbook. Um, the site that she has this on is uh, healingthegut.com. Kim's a gangster. Uh, she, she's amazing, knows her stuff. And so I wanted to share with you guys. She works a lot with people with food allergies um, hence the, the cookbook, uh, Get Lean Gluten-Free. You guys can actually get it on Amazon if you want it. It's like 10 bucks, I think. Uh, we sold a ton of copies. A lot of good little resources in there. And again, I'm not, you don't have to, you know, be gluten-free uh, to enjoy it. You don't have to have celiac. It's just, it's a nice way to do things without eating a ton of, you know, grains. Uh, and again, for most of you, if you're doing things the right way and tracking macros, it's a nice resource on like how to construct, you know, breakfast, lunches, dinner. We do things like wrapped in lettuce, like the normal protein style stuff. And then obviously we go through some different carb cycling and a handful of other protocols in there. So it's, it's more than just a bunch of fancy recipes. And when you really read through it, you can probably see the recipes that I did and the ones that she did because hers are slightly uh, more elaborate than mine are. But anyways, uh, again, podcast-wise, we have a podcast already on, on poop and going to the bathroom, but I do get a ton of questions on it, especially in our 47-day transformation when they really start that program because we're kind of stripping them down and we're changing their habits. And they're, they're going from eating one way um, to kind of revamping their life to eating real food to fitting in, in certain macro ranges. And I'll say this, you guys. I, I think most people don't even know 
what taking like a good dump is like. And I've said this before, I don't think the average adult that you know has probably went three days and just ate, you know, lean proteins, healthy fats, and green vegetables without having alcoholic drinks, sugar stuff, processed shit that comes in a bag or a box. Uh, Because I see, I've looked through food logs for well over a decade now, and it baffles me the things that people are doing that they think are healthy, which in all reality are the exact opposite of that. Now, people are becoming more educated, but uh, knowing is not enough. You have to actually do so. Again, this is a problem I think everybody has from time to time, uh, being constipated. I think everybody has probably suffered from it. Some of you guys chronically do. And so admit it, if you're out there, um, we all get a little backed up from time to time. Even me, if I travel uh, internationally, it's probably the biggest thing just because I'm drinking less fluid. Uh, I'm stuck in an airplane, and sometimes you don't have the greatest choices, even if you you know plan and prep your stuff. It sometimes becomes hard. And again, I'm not going to drink two gallons of water on a flight because I don't want to get up and pee every, you know, seven minutes, but that's just me. So, uh, and again, when you guys do become constipated, when it happens to you, you end up feeling the normal bloated and uncomfortable and just, you feel like shit, uh, no, no pun intended. Uh, and for some of you, it's become a normal way of life and you probably don't even know, uh, any different or realize that constipation is not normal. You should not be constipated. You guys, if you are on the regular, that might become your norm, but that is not for a normal, healthy human. Um, if you're one of those people, you'd be shocked to hear that a healthy, legit digestive system means that you're consistently having at least one or two easy bowel movements per day. So meaning every single day you're taking probably one or two dumps. Now, um, I know people like shy away from this topic. They feel embarrassed about it. They don't want to talk about it with you know their husband or wife or uh, their family or their friends or whatever. And I get it, I, I guess, in some sense, but it's normal. Like, why are we living in a world where we act like we all don't take dumps? Like, we all don't fart. Like, that's just, it's who we are. We're humans. We're gross. We're nasty. We're disgusting. We're just bigger versions of children. We just know how to hide it better. You might, instead of like farting in a room of five people, you might walk into the kitchen and crop dust, you know, the hallway, and then you come back, and then hopefully it doesn't travel with you. But we're all, (laughs) my point is, we're all the same, you guys. And so understanding that and having those conversations matters, especially like with your doctor or somebody who can actually help you with it. So if, and for me personally, um, every single day for me, I do, my alarm goes off, I wake up, I take a dump. But on, like on cue 99% of the time. I wake up, I walk in the bathroom, and then boom. Um, that's kind of how I start my day. Brush my teeth, put my contacts in, give my dog some treats, put my clothes on, boom, I'm off to work. You know, basically every day it works for me. If it didn't happen, I know something went wrong. Either I had erratic eating habits, or maybe I went to sleep at different times, or something was, was really different, or I'm sick. Uh, is it so you guys should be regular most of you probably one to two bowel movements per day some people say even after every time you have a feeding that's probably a little excessive especially if you guys are eating five times per day but i would say one to two easy goes uh, should be how you're living life so if your you know your bowel movements are not on the same schedule as that it might be time to you know have a real heart-to-heart chat with your digestive tract and get things moving uh in the right direction and so well, the time between, you know, your bowel movements ranges between people, some people like morning and noon, some people morning and night. If you're going longer than, in my opinion, probably two or three days without a bowel movement, that is way too long. If you guys are going more than, you know, two or three days without going to the bathroom, something is drastically wrong. After three days, not only does your stool become like rock hard um, and more difficult to pass, which I've, I've never had a kid, uh, but we've all had some difficult dumps that have come out. It is not a pleasant experience. Uh, I imagine it like 
having a kid would be like 48,000 times worse. Um, and so that's how I know in, why men cannot have them, because even if I had a hard stool, um, it is not a pleasant experience for me. So when you guys do go multiple days without going to the bathroom, typically you have all that feces uh, sitting in your colon. Um, it's basically putrefying and it's decaying. And it's expelling toxins essentially back into your body. Or at least you're not releasing them for that matter. So think of what happens to you guys at your house. Right? Like if you and your, your family you forget to empty the trash can for a couple weeks. Like you go on a vacation and you just forgot to throw out, you know, the bananas and some of the eggs. And maybe like, you know, a little bit of fish remnants or something that was sitting in your trash can. And you keep, you know, shoving it in there. But you forgot to change it. And think about the smell. Have you ever walked into your house when you forgot to take out the trash for three or four days? Um, and like a hot summer day, like hot, let's always say like things smell or taste like hot trash. We don't equate that with a good scenario because it's not good. The decaying, the fermenting and the bacteria that would begin to build up in your trash can. Well, that my friends is the exact same thing that happens in your colon as you continue to eat and shovel in food and add trash to the can, but not empty it. That is why regularly emptying and eliminating the waste and the garbage and the shit in your body is healthy and it's what we're supposed to do as humans over time the toxins that begin in your intestines if you're not releasing them they start to leak out through the body uh, they can become stored in your cells in your brain in your nervous tissue um, when this happens your body becomes primed for a whole host of diseases and it's ripe with inflammation which again you guys all know inflammation is not uh, an amazing thing any area of your body especially when you're talking about your intestinal tract. You feel sluggish, you feel heavy, your brain is not functioning at the highest level, your intestines become inflamed, and you're at risk for many, many illnesses. Now, as we know, gut health and your immune system are very much connected. They're one and the same, essentially. Like Most of your immunity is tied up in your gut health. So if your gut health sucks, you're more likely to get sick um, and not feel well. And as we also know, gut health and brain function are also connected. So um, it's an important thing, and we don't talk about it enough, and people tend to you know, kind of slide it to the side, and they think, well, I'm eating like shit and drinking like shit, and I don't feel good. I wonder why. I'm like, if your gut is inflamed, if you guys are having you know, some like leaky gut syndrome, which is a real thing, we can do a podcast on that as well in more detail, um, it's going to wreak havoc on your entire life. And if it doesn't catch up with you in a week or two weeks, it will shortly after that. And take it from me, you guys. I've been, I've had all all the, all the shows, colonoscopy on down, um, enemas, you name it. I've had cameras up my butt. Uh, I can go back and forth. Uh, when you're sick and you don't really understand why and you don't have a, a, a you know, like, I'll put this, when you look normal on the outside, but you're really sick on the inside, that's the worst because it's hard to relay it to people they see you like oh you should be fine but you feel like complete trash and a lot of it you guys uh, can be tied to your gut health and you you know not going to the bathroom and not feeding your body the proper bacteria and things that it needs to feel good so some of the top contributors to constipation would be dehydration probably the biggest thing we see here with people is not drinking enough water and fluids now most of you guys at least 100 ounces per day some of you guys if you're sweating working out training or it's summertime way more than 100 ounces uh, also, things like, you know, Powerade Zero, uh, Gatorade Zeros are great. Um, you know, I like teas. I also drink a ton of coffee. But again, if you guys see me, if you're on YouTube right now, you can see me. If nothing else, I always have a Gatorade Zero right here and typically a water um, right here across the table from me and with my coffee, if I'm going to do it that way, because it matters. So drinking a ton of water each day is important. The other one, uh, people lack of exercise. If you're listening to this and watching this, hopefully you guys, 
if you follow me, hopefully you're exercising at least because it wouldn't make much sense to listen to, you know, I guess I'm a fitness guy, you know, ramble on about health and wellness and, and mindset if you're not exercising. But again, you can become constipated if you're not moving the body through space. The other one, poor functioning thyroid gland and other hormonal issues can contribute to it. Um, the use of other medications such as like antidepressants, opioids, and antacids, uh, lack of fiber in your diet, diets high in sugar and processed foods, pregnancy, and then obviously, of course, leaky gut. So those are some of the biggest ones we see. And I'll, I'll add to that, um, people not getting enough quality fats in their diet. If your body is devoid of quality, legit fats, you'll also have a harder time going to the bathroom. Think of it almost like a like a natural lubricant, if you will. And if you if you're one of those people who fears fat, uh, you're you're an insane person. Hopefully, we're all past that horseshit by now. Your bo- there's two essential things your body needs. I mean, obviously, it needs oxygen and it needs water. But in terms of macros. There's essential proteins and there's essential fats. There is no essential carbohydrate. It does not exist. I'm not making that up. You can Google it. That is science. So the body needs essential proteins to live and be healthy and to thrive. The same thing, it needs essential quality fats to do the same thing. Adding in chia seeds to your day, you know, one to two tablespoons is a complete game changer. I would urge all of you to invest in chia seeds. Um, I think it's ideal. I eat them every single day, whether I just dump them in my mouth or put them in a little bit of oatmeal or drink them in like a GT's kind of, you know, pre-made synergy. Uh, I'm a fan of that. So if you guys are really looking to kick constipation or just have a healthier gut, um, you know, and lighten the, lighten the load on your body and your butt, if you will, these are probably the seven best kind of home remedies to end constipation uh, that Kim put together, and I'm going to add my spin on them for you guys. So, again, some of these uh, proven, some of these will work for some of you guys, some of them will work for all of you. It just depends who you are and what your specific problem is and what's holding you back. But I promise if you integrate you know, these one by one or do a handful of them at a time, which some of them work simultaneously, it'll cure any constipation you guys have relatively quickly. And the key is to just do it every single day. And even when, especially when you travel, when you guys travel, take your athletic greens with you, take your chia seeds with you, still drink fluids, do all your normal things as quickly and as normally as you can, especially when you get to your destination. I promise you it makes a huge difference. So number one, um, adding in one to two tablespoons of apple cider vinegar into an eight ounce glass of water and drink that combination, you know, maybe one, two, even three times a day. Um, you can also add in like one tablespoon of raw honey to make it a little bit tastier. Or if you buy the apple cider vinegar pre-maids, I think that's fine. I think drinking apple cider vinegar straight up, uh, out of a glass, man, I'd rather drink like three Irish car bombs back to back to back, or I'd probably rather drink like uh, maybe two. I could probably do two wild turkey shots straight up back to back before I do ACV. And I hate wild turkey and I hate Irish car bombs too. Um, but apple cider vinegar is rough, dude, uh, straight up. But if you do, again, if you squeeze like a little lemon in it, or if you do add raw honey, it will go down easier. Or if you buy the pre-maids, apple cinnamon or grape is amazing. Um, and that should help get you guys rolling. Apple cider vinegar, basically, guys, ACV acts as like a natural laxative and induces, you know, a bowel movement to help kind of clear up constipation. It has pectin in it. Uh, same thing like apples. Um, it's water soluble fiber that enhances the fiber content for proper digestion, normalizes the acid levels to prevent constipation and has like a malic acid, which eases most digestion problems, including constipation. That's kind of the, the theory behind why apple cider vinegar works for that. So, um, and also it has you guys drinking more fluid, which again, I think is a great thing. Next one, taking a quality probiotic. Probiotics are, again, if nobody, if you guys don't know what probiotics are, uh, they're like a legit, like a good bacteria that can help ease constipation. Certain uh, probiotic bacteria has been found to increase the frequency of bowel movements, 
reduce the time it takes for food to pass through the digestive system, and soften stool. They may also ease stool removal and help the symptoms linked to constipation, such as bloating, anal pain, uh, the sensation of not emptying your bowels completely. You know, sometimes like if you go to the bathroom and you go, but you feel like there's still more in there, uh, probiotics may be able to help you guys with that over time as you take them and add more positive uh, gut bacteria into your system. If you're out there and you're taking like an athletic greens, they have a mix in there. And I think honestly taking athletic greens uh, with your fluid is ideal. Again, I'm not trying to sell you guys on it. I take it every single day. It's a game changer for me. So when I'm pinched for time or I maybe don't have my like an additional probiotics with me, I just take athletic greens. I think for most of you, that's going to cover the bases, especially if you're not doing something today. Um, We give out free 20 travel packs with your first order if you want to check it out. Otherwise, um, do something like pick up another probiotic specifically. They are uh, rather expensive, especially if you get the legit ones. But you know, for me, not to be you know constipated, you know bloated and gross, uh, I'm I'm all for investing in that. And, and again, so is athletic greens. But I would tell people, if you were to try to buy the equivalent by yourself, it'd be really tough to do. And for most of you guys, what are you really spending your money on? I'm not again. I'm not telling you guys how to spend your money. But if you have like eight internet subscriptions and you have a cell phone that costs you know 97 bucks a month and you don't use it for work and you had to buy like you know a $1,500 iPhone and you have nine other things or you have a $400 a month car payment but you're telling me like athletic greens is too expensive I think your priorities are fucked that's just my two cents and again we've all been there and made stupid choices but for me I'll always spend the money on how I feel every single day because to me that's the most important thing if I don't feel good I don't give a shit what kind of car I drive. If I don't feel good, like I don't care, you know, what kind of subscription services I have on TV. I don't want to feel like shit. I want to feel healthy and happy. So for me, investing in those things is well worth it. Number three, supplementing with like some digestive enzymes. Now, these are in the same kind of family as like your, you know, prebiotic, probiotic, uh, athletic greens arena, um, depending on what you're doing. But if you want to get dig deep into here, Real digestive enzymes, they can help improve digestion, reduce the toxicity in the intestines and the colon, and thereby improve elimination and reduce the occasional constipation. What your digestive enzymes are, they're basically proteins that are used to break down food in order to convert them into nutrients. So basically, when you eat something, you can actually have the nutrients do what you want them to do, essentially, is what we're trying to get to. So the enzymes can be found in things like, you know, fruits, vegetables, meats, and other foods. But if you're not eating enough of these healthy foods, the enzymes can be taken as a supplement. So that is why I always preach, if you can't do it through real food, then supplement it. So I can't eat six servings of greens a day, or at least I'll put it this way, I'm not going to. I eat twice a day. I'm not going to eat that many greens in two servings. I'd be bloated and gross, and literally I don't love greens that much. Um, I do if they're cooked right, but again, I'm not going to, I don't have time to prep all that stuff. So that's why I do take an athletic greens. If you can eat enough legit vegetables and you're doing healthy, you know, fruits and you're getting in like legit lean cuts of meat and things, you can probably get a, a good amount of digestive enzymes. But for a lot of you guys, if your diet is devoid of real food, especially when you're traveling, especially when you're doing holidays and events and like parties and certain things where you know you're going to eat and drink shit, especially on those days, take take a probiotic, take a digestive enzymes, take an athletic greens, or just take an athletic greens and call it a day or whatever you're choosing to do, but get those in, especially you guys on days where your diet is not normal. Fourth of July, Thanksgiving, Christmas, uh, your trip to Cabo, whatever it was, that's crucial for you. 
Because again, those are typically the times you get the most constipated. You're eating more processed stuff. You're drinking more booze. You're making worse choices. Your sleep is erratic. Your eating schedule is off. You're drinking probably less water and more alcohol. Again, I would do that even more so. I would do it every single day, but even more so on those days. Next one, magnesium. Um, Probably the, the fourth, you know, important, essential, abundant mineral in the body. Um, depending on how you guys are ranking them. Uh, Magnesium helps in drawing in water, which increases the amount of water in the colon, helps the stool become softer, making them easier to pass through your intestines and out your butt. Uh, The magnesium also helps in relaxing the muscles of the colon and the intestines, which makes it easier to move the stool. Now, you can get your daily requirement of magnesium through dietary sources, like everything. Um, If you're eating, you know, a decent amount of nuts, uh, like almonds or avocados, uh, again, vegetables. Uh, what vegetables, Jeremy? Let's say broccoli, squash, green leafy stuff, uh, spinach, kale, um, legumes like black beans work. Additional magnesium intake can be supplemented as well. Um, my wife does take a magnesium supplement. Uh, she finds that it does help her. Um, and I would suggest it for you guys too. If you're not going to eat the above stuff in abundance every day, or again, if you just want to make sure you cover the nutritional basis, um, it's ideal. And again, magnesium has a, a lot of functions, but this is one of the popular ones people take it for. Next one, number five, one of the simplest home remedies for constipation is to drink a glass of freshly squeezed lemon juice in water with a pinch of sea salt. Again, you can also add a little bit of honey to it as well, raw honey, not the fake bullshit, get the real stuff. Um, Drink it first thing in the morning on an empty stomach and continue sipping it throughout the day. The flavonoids presented in the lemon oil stimulate the digestive system and increase the secretion of digestive juices, bile, and acid to get things going. The surplus of acids in the lemon can help clear the system by washing and cleaning your digestive tract. Basically, just lemon water is ideal. If you don't want to go this fancy, just go lemon. Squeeze lemon and put it in your water all the time. Every restaurant you go to, hey, can I get a water with lemon? Squeeze it, then put it in the water and drink it. Every time they bring it back, ask for it again. Um, I have a... Do we have a podcast? I don't think we have a podcast on lemon water, but I have a blog uh, that's rather popular that we do have uh, on lemon water, which I think will be helpful for you guys. So, and again, when you go to restaurants, it's pretty common. Um, so I would do that. And again, it makes it taste better. So and you're, you're more apt to drink more. So again, more fluid and lemon, boom, you guys are winning. Next one, drink an herbal tea. Um, again, tea is legit, you guys, um, due to the laxative qualities, herbal teas are a convenient way to encourage intestinal movement and fight constipation without having any, you know, super harsh, legit medication. So drinking two to three cups of tea per day with the combination of some of the following herbs, um, chamomile is amazing. You guys have heard it before and calming. So before bed's ideal. Uh, dandelion root is awesome. Again, ginger, amazing. Uh, peppermint is great too. Um, and kind of like the the licorice root, I think, as well would be ideal. Those will help kind of stimulate the bowels and encourage you guys to eliminate things naturally. So, again, if you're going to go to the tea route, I would say go chamomile, probably peppermint, ginger, dandelion root, and, like, the kind of the licorice root would be the best ones. Uh, personally, I like the peppermint stuff, and my wife does a lot of chamomile. And we have really – there's another kind of fancy tea at our house. I'll have to look at it. Um, she does way more tea than I do. Um, again, all reality, coffee, uh, honestly. Um there's certain coffees I drink and they're fine. There's certain coffees where it's like, man, sometimes the super strong cold brews, it's like you shit your pants in like two minutes. Um, so again, and again, when you look at this stuff, I, I can't remember when I looked at this because I grew up in Minnesota, you guys. So remember I went to the Mayo Clinic for a lot of stuff, 
a lot of treatments and, and different things um, towards the end of me being sick. And I remember like reading something where it was like, you know, warm liquids, uh, like a warm coffee tend to get uh, the digestive system kind of moving a little bit. That's why I think a lot of people wake up and they have their morning coffee and they take their dump and boom, that's, uh, that's life and that's what they're doing. So um, I think that would help as well on top of the tea for you guys. And then the last one, number seven, the squatty potty. If you guys are not familiar with the Squatty Potty, um, they have a pretty good commercial infographic. It's like a unicorn uh, taking a dump with his feet on the Squatty Potty, and it looks like like a rainbow soft serve coming out of his butt. And I remember that because it's so unique, it's so original, um, you can't really get the image out of your brain. I'm like, what the hell is this? And then like some people here we work with are like, oh man, you don't know what the Squatty Potty is? It's basically like this little stool that fits kind of perfectly underneath like your toilet. So when you guys sit down to take a dump, instead of having your feet on the floor, you actually have your feet on the squatty potty. I can't really show it in the video here um, for you guys on YouTube, but it's like it really pulls the knees up almost into like a real natural squatting stance in, in a reality, like how you're supposed to kind of in nature squat because how we sit on a toilet a lot of times, again, we've never been taught this shit. A lot of, or I mean, a lot of people haven't anyway. Um, again, I'll go even further. I don't think a lot of people even know how to brush their teeth straight up. Like I'm for real. Like I think a lot of people don't know how to properly brush their teeth compared to what a dentist would tell them. I think that's in all reality. And so pooping is even worse than that. I don't think you learned as a kid, obviously you sit down there and you get the poop in the toilet and you wipe your butt and that's even a process for people. Um, and then you're on your way. So not to get off track, the squatty potty is a toilet um, stool. It's developed by Squatty Potty LLC. It promotes a comfortable squatting position for bowel elimination. It helps place people in a comfortable stance on the toilet. The proper posture is to reduce the strain and aid you guys in a more successful elimination. The angle of squatting position relaxes the colon, resulting in a more comfortable, complete elimination. Users report they experience relief from chronic bowel ailments such as um, IBS, um, pelvic floor prolapse, uh, anal fissures, hemorrhoids, and other ailments, um, and also constipation as well. Just because a lot of times, like, if you watch this, again, if you guys Google Squatty Potty, you'll pull it up. I don't have a link for it. I wish they would pay me. I probably should have contacted them before I talked about it. Uh, but anyways, if you guys go Squatty Potty and you watch the video, it'll show, like, kind of what we do as humans when we poop and how we actually kind of cut off um, the body from like fully eliminating it. And when you're on the squatty potty, by just elevating the feet, it's basically like a little stool. If even if you had like, you know, two shoe boxes stacked up under your feet, it's a similar concept basically. It's a really simple invention actually. Um, dudes are fucking crushing it in terms of making money. Um, but you put the feet up and they elevate it and it basically just lets the body release um, everything that's in there and it's not pinching it off before it's fully out. So uh, we have one at our house. Uh, my wife swears by it. I don't have a lot of problems taking a dump. I probably, you know, I'm, I'm not really the constipation guy. I'm like the guy who probably used to dump too much. But I will say it is, it does make things easier. Um, I'll put it that way. And a lot of my friends have it too. A lot of my fitness friends have it. And uh, again, I know it's a topic people like it's not super sexy and it's not as motivating as a lot of the stuff I talk about. But it's just as important, if not more important, because who likes to feel bloated, gross, and disgusting and lethargic? And not just the that feeling of it, but feeling sick. And feeling that you have like this, this this waste in your body that is, you know, going to eventually cause you havoc in your intestinal tract and maybe lead to leaky gut syndrome or a handful of other illnesses that you guys get because your immune system is compromised because you're not going to the bathroom on a regular basis because you don't have quality bacteria in there and you're not on a regular schedule because of the things you're eating and drinking. And so 
those will be the seven ways to, to end kind of constipation for good, you guys. And it's simple stuff, but a lot of people didn't learn it and they don't know enough about gut health and what to eat and what to do. And I just think the more you guys can become educated, um, the better you'll feel and the more amazing a life you'll live. And it's sometimes the most simplest things that hold us back and, and the things that they're embarrassing. We don't want to talk about. Nobody wants to talk about fucking hemorrhoids. Nobody wants to talk about like anal fissures. Nobody wants to talk about like being constipated or, you know, having IBS or like, you know, shitting their pants or whatever it is. And like, these are all human things. It's real stuff. And like they're conversations you should have. And if I'm the person who said it today, and then you learned it, shoot me a DM and say, hey, thanks, Jeremy. Like, I appreciate it because I was struggling with this. I'm embarrassed to talk to my husband about it or my doctor about it. And hopefully this is legit information. And if you do these things and you're still struggling, don't be embarrassed, you guys. Please go to a specialist, whether it's like a GI person, a proctologist, or somewhere in between to look at what you have going on there. Um, I promise you, again, they don't give a shit about you. You're just another person who comes in. They've seen 10,000 buttholes. Yours is probably no different. It's just as gross as everyone else's, but it will help you. And this is coming from a place of I struggled with this, you know, probably at this point 15 years ago um, and having to go to uh, a GI specialist and having to go to a proctologist and having them put cameras up your butt and do different things. It's not super fun. And it's, you know, you're embarrassed at first when you think about it and you have to call them and contact them. And then you walk in, and you sit in the office and everybody knows you're about to have a bunch of hands and shit up your butt. Um, it's not super cool. And I remember like I told the story before, like being at the Mayo Clinic and they have this camera like up my butt and there's like two nurses in there and there's two doctors and they blow your stomach up with air so I can take a look around and see what's going on. And, uh, it's just not ideal, you know, but I'm, I'm very thankful and glad that I did. You just swallow your pride and be like, you know what, if this is this is what they do and if this is the most embarrassing thing I got to go through today, but if it alleviates my pain, if it alleviates the, the problems I'm having going to the bathroom, which is part of daily life, you can't get around it, um, you guys will be thankful for it. So if I can get that conversation going with you and helping you go in the right direction, um, I'm happy to do it. Uh, and I, I have no shame. Obviously, you guys, I remember when I, and I, I've talked about this, whatever podcast was probably the pooping one. When, uh, when I was in there, they blow my stomach up full, full air. First, they do like two, two enemas before that, where they squirt it in your butt and you got, they put it on like a little, uh, oven timer and you have to hold these enemas, this liquid enema in your butt. And it's super painful. Like it make it's like, it's like cramping in your intestines or like in your stomach anyway, or however it works. And uh, then you then you run to the toilet quick and it's just like liquid and, and you know some chunks of poop are coming out of your butt and it's like you I did two of those back to back so I want to make sure everything's like you know clean in there and stuff and it's like I remember taking the I had to have my dad drive me and my 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 dad's like cleaning switch from Gran Torino so like this is just a fucking great situation but I appreciate him for driving me there and uh, I remember going up in the elevator from the room where I did the enemas to up the elevator to the office to get checked out. And like, even sitting in the lobby, I had to like run to the bathroom like two times because it like kind of stays with you and you're still like, you know, basically peeing out of your butt. It's not great. But anyways, the point of me sharing this is uh, when you're, when I'm in this exam room and I'm on the table, they blow my stomach up with air so they can look at it. And then when they're done, like, do you want to excuse yourself? And I'm, I'm like, for what? They're like, well, to let the air out of your stomach. Cause it's basically like you're pregnant full of air so they could see everything that was kind of going on. And I'm like, excuse myself i'm like you guys just had cameras and fingers up my butt i'm like i don't give a shit if i sit here and crop dust you guys for five minutes just air anyway there's no poop left in here so uh funny story but uh again if i can go through that you guys at the age of what was i 24 right 23 24 25 somewhere in there um one of the better things i did it really forced me to look at how i was eating the things i was drinking how i was living my life how i was going to the bathroom auditing it documenting it which isn't super fun but if you want to be healthy 
you have to do things like that. It's just, it's part of it. We, we can't naturally just, again, we're all, your mortality is real. When you get older, and some of you guys have been happening your whole life, but as you get older, you start to figure out like, man, my hormones might be lower than they used to be. My thyroid might be off. My testosterone might be off. My hair might be getting thinner. Um, I'm getting some wrinkles on my face. I look old as shit when I don't get enough sleep. Like, mortality is real, and it touches us, and it, and it, it makes us, you know, sometimes we try to avoid it by doing 19 different things, but to me... It's better if you can just tackle it head on and understand like, hey, if you have a problem and you don't feel good and you're not moving good, um, fix it. And the most important thing is who gives a shit if you get and swallow your pride, man. If you're a little bit embarrassed or you're a little bit whatever, like it's not an embarrassing thing. You know what's embarrassing? Being constipated four days a week. What's embarrassing? Having IBS like and not trying to cure it because you don't want to have a conversation or talk about it. Like feeling like shit and not doing the right things and taking care of yourself because then you're not in a good mood. Even if you think you're fine, you're not. You're suffering. Your husband, your wife is suffering. Your kids are suffering. Your work is suffering. Everybody around you is because you're trying to mask a problem instead of getting help for it. And again, I don't want to get super serious on this, but I just know from a person who had, you know, 19 different, uh, you know, intestinal digestive issues, and I still manage it to this day. Um, and that's why I eat the way that I do. And that's why I don't drink a lot of alcohol. And that's why I stay hydrated. And that's why I wake up and go to sleep when I do. It's why I eat the way that I do. People will get it mistaken and think, like, oh, it's for Vanny. Well, Jeremy just cares. Well, fuck yeah, I care about what I look like. I'm like, but this isn't it, man. Like, I would not, I would not do all this just to look this way. Like, yeah, it's fun. It's nice. And to get to do the things I get to do. But it's because I'm managing it, you guys. There's days where sometimes I don't feel good. And I'm like, I have to really be diligent about what I eat and, and when I eat it and how I eat it and if I drink alcohol and if I do eat. Like, I have to be very, I have to audit everything and I have to be very mindful of what's going in and be very body aware of if I eat this, how did I feel that night? How did I feel the next morning? How did I feel two days later? Were my bowel movements the same? You know, was it diarrhea? Was I constipated? Like, I have so much body awareness because it's important to me because if I don't feel good. I can't serve these guys. I can't do a podcast. I can't write another book. I can't go work with people. I can't go do a speech. Like my, my entire existence, my entire business, my entire life, my legacy, all of it is predicated on how I feel and how I move. And so if something is not right in that machine, it suffers. So that's why I'm so diligent about it and I care about it because I know if I'm, if my stomach hurts, if I'm this, if I'm that, like I'm not as happy, I'm not as fun, I'm not as, you know, motivated is inspiring and if not as productive and I need to be um, not just for you guys and for myself but for the people who really depend on me and need me in, in the world for a magnitude of things and you guys are the same if you have kids you have a husband you have a wife they rely on you to be the best version of you and this is something so simple yet something that's uh, holding a lot of people back from from living their best life and yet they don't want to speak about it so if you're around come holler at me shoot me a dm i'll, I'll share you know even deeper my two cents for i connect you with somebody um, whether it's a doctor a physician or a program or something to try i'm happy to do it again i'm not an expert on it i'm just an expert in my own body and my life and what i've seen and i've been through enough doctor's appointments enough visits to know that you know when you're going to the bathroom it's not a comfortable pleasant experience it makes your life pretty fucking miserable and it can feel pretty hopeless as dumb as that may sound um it's true and there was a time in my life where that was you know probably two one or two of the driving factors that made me not even want to be alive in all reality so if you guys are out there suffering for any of these things um that's even connected to it um please shoot me a message and i'll, and I'll share what i can but try these tips first because i think if you guys put these into play um it can be a game changer for your life so if you guys are in iTunes right now, stop, 
Don't be a lazy ass. Drop me a five-star. Leave a comment. Tell your friends this is the greatest podcast that's ever existed and share it with them, especially if you know they have some digestive issues or some problems because it does matter. And uh, you, you can do them a huge service by just sharing this with them because we all have dealt with it at some point. None of us is, none of us have never had, you know, like there's not one person listening who said, I've never had diarrhea. I've never been constipated. I've never been irregular. I've never had, you know, X, Y, Z. Um, we all have dealt with it at some point. And some of you guys are suffering because of it. And I don't want you to do that anymore. It's just stupid. And uh, that's why I made this. So um, anything else you guys want to hear on the podcast, hit me up, let me know. We just asked on Instagram yesterday for your guys' requests. So there's a ton of them on there. A lot of the topic you guys are requesting, like I've already talked on them. So if you guys do request stuff, please just scroll through the list and see if I've already touched on it. But um, if I can dig deeper, I will in a different episode. Or if I just do the random Q&A series, I'll give you guys a, a ton of, uh, of value on there. And I'll answer your questions specifically. So um, and have, a, have an amazing uh, rest of your Saturday, you guys. I'm going to head home, hopefully hang out by the pool. And, uh, you know, maybe take a dump later if I have to. But probably not. Probably tomorrow morning, like always. So hopefully you guys are the same way. And if not, try these seven tips. And I promise you it will help. So, uh what else we got going on? Anything? No, I think that's about it. Um, short of that, we got some other fun stuff coming down the pipe later. Uh, maybe tomorrow I can do one more podcast and then maybe one later in the week. And then the following week I'm hiking the Grand Canyon, rim to rim to rim, which is uh, is not going to be easy. And I'll probably have to go dark on social media for probably at least a day or two just because uh, I don't think you get a ton of really great service at the bottom of the Grand Canyon. And so we've hiked similar stuff before. This will be the like we've done like Havasu Pie where the waterfalls are on the bottom of the Grand Canyon. This is going to be a, a lot more in detail. And I'll talk about it when I get back if I don't die or get eaten by like some wild animals. But uh, no, seriousness though, uh, it'll be tough. So that'll be that. But we'll talk about some things before that. So anyways, you guys have an amazing rest of your Saturday and I'll talk to you probably tomorrow or later on this week. So uh, until next time, you guys eat well, train hard, be nice to people. And please just keep doing shit you love with people you enjoy because your life is too short not to. I'll talk to you guys soon. Peace.